Welcome to the Convergence Church Podcast. Our vision at Convergence is to encounter Jesus and transform cities with His power and His love. If you'd like more information about Convergence and how to plug in, you can visit convergencechurch.com. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy this message. We're here to encounter Jesus and transform cities with his power and love. And I'm thankful for what God has done through us as a house, for what has happened. You know, this convergence has been around since 1951. Uh, people ask me if I started the church. I say, no, I was not, was not there in 1951 quite yet. But I'm so thankful for this season and what's ahead of us that our greatest days in the Lord are still ahead as a body. And so we're here to encounter Jesus and transform cities with his power and love. And I want to ask you to pray for me this week. I'm going to be in Medellin, Colombia. And I'm going to be ministering to pastors there. The Lord has uh, connected me with an apostolic leader there. And... uh, we even uh, already got to give a prophetic word the other day to the mayor of Medellin, um, who will probably be the next president of Colombia. And so we'll also get to pray again with him and meet with him and some government leaders. And so just really appreciate your prayers. I'll be heading out, uh, heading out tomorrow morning there, and it's going to be going to be an amazing time. God bless me. Thank you, my friend, Roger. Roger's late. Would you raise your hand, Roger? Roger is one of my spiritual fathers. And (laughs) we've had many adventures together. Muchas aventuras in Nicaragua. And uh, we're going to have many more. And uh, Roger turned 91 this week. Can we just give him a hand? And uh, he is just as young as ever. And so I'm looking forward to getting back in, back to Nicaragua, my friend Roger. Well, hey, we're walking through the book of Acts together. Anybody reading the book of Acts? I want to encourage you. It's not too late to jump in. And, uh, oh, it's been so much fun. And I just, I just remember the first time I read the book of Acts, and I thought, where has this been all my life? And then, you know, there were some theologians who tried to talk me out of the book of Acts. You know, like, well, those things just happened temporarily. <laughs> and I was like, no, you're not stealing the book of Acts from me. I live in the time of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I receive that the, the acts of Jesus through his Holy Spirit are still continuing today. And that we live in this adventure of the power of God, of seeing God work miracles and I'm looking at, across at people in this room today that you've seen the power of God. You've seen miracles. You've felt the power of the Holy Spirit in you. The power of the Holy Spirit has flowed through your hands. You have felt the fire of God. You have heard the voice of God. You have received dreams and visions. And you know Him. And so we are living in amazing days. And the book of Acts is about 
the Holy Spirit jumping over every wall and barrier that the people of God didn't even think was possible. Touching the people they didn't even really like. But the raging fire of the Holy Spirit could not be contained and cannot be contained. And he is still leaping over walls, touching those that we might even be afraid to touch. Holy Spirit is touching them and he is drawing them and he is drawing every tongue and tribe and nation to come and know the man Christ Jesus. And that we will worship together for all eternity. With those who have been purchased by the blood of Jesus. And that we get to enter into this amazing time of harvest that we live in. And so it just might be that Holy Spirit is touching that neighbor that you've given up on. It just might be that it's time for that family member that you've been praying and crying out to God. That Holy Spirit is beginning to invade their lives. Holy Spirit moves. He convicts. He changes hearts. He is alive and well. Not only in this room, but in your home, in your neighborhood, in your school. He is there and He is moving. And so this morning I want to I talk about, I'm going to call this, this is that. <laughs> Because that's what, whoa, <laughs> I don't know, that's that. I don't know what happened there, but uh, <laughs> you got it, <laughs> quickest ever. Was someone praying for me to speed up, you know, or like, Lord, <laughs> well, well, we're going to go to, that's not that. <laughs> it wasn't what I thought that was. Uh, but Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost had come, it, there's the potential that it could be this. But, so, When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Um, aren't you glad that some people gathered in one place? <laughs> something happens when God's people gather. And some people gathered one day, somebody had organized a prayer meeting. And I, I'm so thankful, you know, sometimes we kind of, yes, they're spontaneous things, but I want to tell you too that somebody was obedient and planned a prayer meeting for people to get together. They said, hey, we're going to gather at this place at this time and we're going to pray and God showed up. And I'm just thankful for the family of God. Thankful that we can gather. Something happens when the people of God gather together. And so verse 2 says, And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them. And I love this because we have, we have examples, you know, in the Old Testament of the fire of God coming and different experiences. Moses experienced a burning bush. But now at Pentecost, 
We've got the wind of God and we've got the fire of God. And it's not just the fire in the middle of the room. The fire was individually on each one of them. And I love that, that each of us get to burn with the fire of God. And the tongues of fire came on each one who was present in the room. Not just the leader. Not just in the middle for all of them to see. The fire was distributed to each one that was there present in that place. And so verse 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now, you would not have done it this way. (laughs) You've read this many times in the book of Acts, but let's just acknowledge that Holy Spirit is always going to keep us on our toes. I don't care care if you've known the Lord for somewhere just under 100 years. There's always more. And he is going to do things. You've seen him do some things, and he's going to do it differently. And when you think you've got the formula figured out, you better watch out because he's definitely going to come and blow it up. And I think we probably would have had people sitting there orderly, you know, okay, now we're going to have the people who speak Macedonian go over here and gather in a circle And then he's going to read from, you know, we would have had this all organized. But the Spirit of God came with the rushing wind and the fire and boom. And all of a sudden, these people who a few moments ago were having a nice, innocent prayer meeting are burning with fire and speaking languages they do not know. And there's a noise and people hear it. And they gather. They're like, what in the world is going on here? And so, verse 5. There were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. And so these tongues of fire have come upon these people who were sitting in this prayer meeting. And now they are speaking languages that they do not know. And, you know, people say, well, a lot of times they say, well, they were were speaking in known languages. Yeah, they were. But I don't think they sat there and said, well, I'm only going to speak if it's a known language. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They were speaking in a language from God that they did not know. And so we're going to skip down a few verses. Peter, taking a stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. And, of course, the reason he's saying they're not drunk is because they look drunk. (laughs) And they actually were drunk with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit has come, and 
this prayer meeting has turned into a, a raging fire and languages are being spoken and there's wind and people have assembled. And, and I, I love the way that immediately the Holy Spirit drew in other people. You know, we might have locked them in a room and said, you know, we're going to let you guys sober up a little bit before we release you to the world. <laughs> but you want to know what? The Holy Spirit had the sound occur and these drunk people speaking in languages they've never learned are encountering the harvest. And I, and I want us to be forever free from anything that would tell us that to reach the harvest, you kind of have to mellow things out so that you don't look weird or strange and that if we do that, we'll reach the harvest. Holy Spirit knows how to reach people. And people are hungry for a living God. Holy Spirit is the one who reveals Jesus. And he's much better at it than we are. And so he's come and this place has exploded. And they are drunk with the Holy Spirit. And none of us. You could study Joel 2, which we're about to read all day, and you never still would have thought that it would look this way. <laughs> and there are things that you're about to see the Holy Spirit do that you never would have thought that it looked that way. So this is, jumping to the King James here, this is that. Say, this is that. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So let's just walk through this for a moment and see what that is. It shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. So we live in the days, this word pour forth means to gush out. God has not held back. The spirit of God has gushed forth upon all mankind. And you live in that day. This is not a day of a spiritual drought. This is the day of the outpouring. Of the flaming power of God overtaking the earth. Holy Spirit is crashing through barriers of measure and limitation. The Spirit has been given without measure. You can be as full of God today as you want to be. And then he says, I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind, your sons and your daughters, young men, old men. Holy Spirit has come and he has crashed over generational barriers. 
And the Spirit of God is upon our children. And we see the Holy Spirit touching them. They're coming out with dreams and visions. The children are prophesying. It's so beautiful. And I love being in a house that believes that the Holy Spirit falls upon the children. They don't have a junior Holy Spirit. There is no junior Holy Spirit. There is one Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God that's in you is in the children. And what a beautiful thing it is seeing that. And growing up in this where this is happening is just amazing things. I listen, you know, I think of things that we experience with our kids and I listen to even this next generation and what's happening and the, the dreams and the visions that the kids are having and they're seeing things in heaven that there's no way they could know it in the natural. It's the spirit of the living God poured out upon the children. And may we always honor that. And welcome that. And never explain that away. So the Holy Spirit is crashing over generational barriers. From the youngest to the oldest and everyone in between. The Holy Spirit upon all generations. And the Holy Spirit giving revelation. They will prophesy. They will see visions. They will dream dreams. Every single person, you know, as, as, you, as you read the Old Testament, you see how rare these things were. That a normal person didn't hear God. You would have to go find a prophet if there was one. And see if there was a word from God. And the living God himself speaks to you. And you hear his voice. And you get to prophesy and speak words that you don't make up, but that the living God gives to you that brings life, that resurrects dry bones. We see visions, we dream dreams. Holy Spirit speaks in all different kinds of ways and we all hear his voice now. And Holy Spirit brings us into a life of hearing and intimately knowing God. And that's the best part of this. Not that we get to operate in gifts, that's wonderful. But the best part of this is that we live in this friendship with God. Where He's speaking to you. You sense His presence. He is directing your steps. And you know that you're not living your life alone. That someone is living in you and through you. And that you get to have a relationship with the living God himself. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. You, my sheep, hear my voice. You hear his voice. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will pour in those days, will pour forth of my spirit and they shall prophesy. On the bond slaves, Holy Spirit is crashing over so, social and cultural barriers. Holy Spirit 
is invading and touching people all over the earth. Right now, he's touching billionaires. And right now, he's touching people in the poorest places in the earth in slums. And everything in between, Holy Spirit is moving. Both men and women. Can we praise the Lord for that? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> wow. Thank God. And thank God for Holy Spirit-filled women. Men, can we just thank the Lord for the Spirit of God on women? We receive you. Thank God that we live in the time when the Holy Spirit is poured out on women. In fact, sometimes I wonder, well, does the Holy Spirit pour out on men? No. <laughs> I know he does. But you women are so full of God, and you... You keep us on our toes. And I'm just so thankful to live in this day. I'm thankful for a, a wife who's full of Holy Spirit. And that we get to fellowship and pray in the Spirit together. What a gift. What an amazing gift that is. So the Holy Spirit is crashing over gender barriers. What an amazing time to be alive. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can we say salvation? This is a time of salvation. And it's not hard to get saved. <laughs> and there is harvest all around us. Low-hanging fruit. People who are ready. People who were not ready months ago are ready now. This is a time of harvest and salvation. And so salvation is available to everyone. And that is really, really good news. All right. So Peter's continuing this amazing sermon. He says, this Jesus, God raised up again to which we are all witnesses and therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this which you both see and hear. I want to tell you something. People are not only going to hear words from you, they're going to see Holy Spirit on you. They're going to see demonstration of the life of Jesus through you. They're going to see things happen through you that man cannot do, but God can. Because he's in you and on you. And he loves to show up. And Holy Spirit loves to show off Jesus. And to show his power. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, 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 that's, that's Texan. What shall y'all, we all do? <laughs> Don't blame that on the Holy Spirit. No, I wouldn't do that. And Peter said, repent 
And let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Peter said to them, yep, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call to himself. Wow, come on. So then those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. It's pretty. Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing in your family. He knows what he's doing in this house. He knows what he's doing in this city, this fortress of worth right now. Holy Spirit knows how to reach the harvest. So out of this, we see 3,000 have come to Jesus. And we see this beautiful, spirit-filled family culture develop. And it says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so, Holy Spirit comes and he pours out and, and people get saved. And it's not just, well, hey, that was great. See you later. No, we've been grafted into a family. And we are the family of God. And so we see these people who moments earlier hardly had a, a reason to even connect with each other. But now they are praying together. Now they're listening to God together. Now they are sharing their needs. They're not alone. They're burdens. They're able to give to someone else. And they're praying for each other. And they're living life together as the family of God. This is part of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Bringing us into this spirit-filled family of God. And they all kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And may we never lose that sense of awe. At what we see. At the precious things we hear. At the time that we live in, that the prophets of old looked and said, I want to live then. And you live then. And that then is now. And so all those who had believed were together and they had all things in common. They were just sharing. They were just meeting needs as the body of Christ. And they began to sell their property and possessions and were sharing with all as anyone might have need. And day by day, they were continuing with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. And so this outpouring wasn't just about it. Yes, individuals were touched, but these individuals were, were brought into 
a spirit-filled community and they begin to grow together as the family of God. And so Holy Spirit people began to be molded into a beautiful, generous, worshiping community. And I love the family of God. I love the church. You are beautiful. You are a beautiful church. We are his bride. And he loves his church. The church is his body. And he loves his people. So we have encounter. We have the Holy Spirit manifesting. And I, I want to encourage you. Wherever you felt like you, you have to kind of hold back. I want to encourage you to not hold back. And when Holy Spirit gives you a word, give that word. If the Holy Spirit gives you a tongue, you speak that tongue. The Holy Spirit is telling you to go lay hands on someone. Do it. Wherever you are. There's manifestation. And then what Peter did, they didn't try to quench or stop what was happening. He just got up and said, hey, you may not understand what's happening. This is that. And so we're not here to make everyone comfortable. We're here to receive the comforter himself. And there's a big difference. And, and, and there's been a whole line of teaching in the church that I think is beginning to be dissolved away more and more. But that says that it's all about making people super comfortable. So we don't want anything that would be out of the ordinary to happen. Which is the very opposite of what we just read. I want to tell you that you're here to see the out of the ordinary happen. You're here and Holy Spirit through you is not a, a <laughs> he's not on a leash. He won't fit on a leash. And so <laughs> even those of us who've been a part of this for many years, there's times I'm like, um, Lord, is that okay? Is that you? It's making me really uncomfortable right now. I just need to know. Is that you? Are you uncomfortable? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I've, you usually don't, no, I'm not uncomfortable. I say, okay, I'm not uncomfortable too. <laughs> so, we, isn't it so good of God to pull you out of your comfort zone? And would it be okay for Holy Spirit to do that more and more in your life? Yeah. That let's go ahead and give that word to someone and just take that risk. Let's go ahead and just pray for that person that you know is sick and just, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say a quick prayer for you in Jesus' name. Or just even just tell them to be healed, which is most of what we see in the New Testament is not people praying for the sick. We're called to heal the sick. So I just want to encourage you. Sometimes we actually, as seasoned believers, we hide behind prayer. 
And there's times where we're saying, Lord, please heal if it be thy will. And we, we know better than saying that. But there's times that we're praying when we need to say, in the name of Jesus, get up. In the name of Jesus, COVID, leave now. Go. In the name of Jesus, pain, be gone now. And you have been commissioned by Jesus himself to heal the sick. And to cast out demons. And there's still a few around. And, and so, and we're in a harvest time. And so I just want to let you know it's going to get kind of messy. It's going to get messy in here sometimes. The people are going to be getting set free from junk that came in with them. And it's going to be really good. And we're going to let him do it. We're not here to just pace it all over. We're here to see the power of God and to see people really get free. And I think it'd be really good for someone who came in with an evil spirit to go out without an evil spirit. And to go out free from something that may have tormented them all their lives. And so whatever that looks like, bring it on. Bring it on. Because the name of Jesus is above every name and all rule and all power and all authority. And we have been given authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And we have been commissioned to cast out demons. And so this is part of what we do. And so we allow the manifestation, whatever it looks like, and we can just bring an interpretation. Hey, somebody's getting free right now. This is really good. Remember when the Lord set you free? Someone else is getting free right now. So let's just all rejoice in that. And you give, you don't stop it. You give an interpretation. And then he proclaims Jesus. And then there's salvation and reformation. To put this more in a easier language. <laughs> We're going to step into Holy Spirit encounter moments. What if you went into this week like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, what if you walked into your office this week and just said, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're breaking down walls. Thank you that you're healing people. I thank you that you're speaking. Thank you that you're alive in this place. What is going to happen today? What are you going to do? So we step into those moments where needed we interpret, we preach Jesus, we see salvation, and people are brought into the family of God and into a community where they can begin to grow and thrive and prosper together. All right. So, say this is that. Now, I want to just, I want to take you through a a few scriptures now in the Old Testament just for you to know that this is that is a really, really big deal. So we're going to go to Genesis, Wesley. The earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And who? The Spirit of God was what? Moving. Moving. What does Holy Spirit do? He moves. Who's inside of you? What is he doing in you? He is moving. 
Graham Cook, and uh, one of our one of our friends, he used to compare the Holy Spirit to to Tigger, <laughs> the tiger. You know, Holy Spirit is life. He's moving. He wasn't just resting over the waters. He was moving, waiting for the word to come that would bring life, that would bring light, that would bring creation. And the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is moving in a place, there's a holy expectancy. Something is going to happen because he's present. And so I want to say to you, that what you've received, this is that. That Holy Spirit is in you, moving over the surface of the waters. Numbers 11. Moses has been overwhelmed, and he says, Then I will come down, I will speak with you, and I'll take of the Spirit that's on you, and will put him upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, so that you will not bear it alone. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, and he took of the Spirit who was upon him and placed him upon the 70 elders. And when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, but they did not do it again. Now, (laughs) that's what was. (laughs) You live in the day now where the sons and the daughters prophesy And they don't just prophesy once. They live a prophesying life. Wow. And so Joshua was upset because two who were in the camp, Eldad and Medad, also prophesied. And Moses said to him, are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And what a prophetic statement. That Moses makes here. And we live in this day where now we all prophesy. And the spirit of the Lord is upon us. Ezekiel, I will give you a new heart and will put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and... Can you say cause... Cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. This is that. You live in the day when you are not striving to try to have enough energy to follow God, and maybe He'll be happy with you if you do enough. Christ himself, the hope of glory, is inside of you. Praying already inside of you. You don't like, it. prayer's already happening. You don't just have to make up prayers. Prayer's going on inside of you already. And the very author of the word of God is inside of you. And the power that raised Jesus from the dead is upon you. Causing you. (laughs) 
to live a life that you would not live if this wasn't that. <laughs> you live in that. Second Chronicles 7, verse 1, when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. Whew. Always love these. Where is that glory now? That's you. This is that. And all the sons of Israel, seeing the fire come down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground. And they worshipped and they gave praise to the Lord, saying, Truly He is good, and truly His loving kindness is everlasting. And so now, we've been reading the book of Acts, and you read a few days ago in Acts chapter 7, where it says, But it was Solomon, not David, who built a house for him, However, the Most High does not dwell in houses made by human hands, as the prophet says. <laughs> Where does he dwell? Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool for my feet. What kind of house would you build for me, says the Lord? Or what place is there for my repose or for me to rest? God's not into man-made buildings. He's not here waiting for us to come. Do you not know that you are a... I'm looking at some temples today. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. <laughs> the Holy of Holies is in here. Now, God wants to fill people. He's come. And his plan was always that you would be the temple. If man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. And that is what you are. And so we've gone from people having to be you know, a priest going into the presence of God, I priest once a year, you know, and hoping he makes it out. And now that very holy presence is inside of you. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? Let's look at a few things Jesus said. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, Let's say that together. The works that I do, he will do also. Look at the person next to you and say, that's you. That's you. But now we got to finish. It gets better. And, let's say this together, and greater works than these will he do because I go to the Father. Say to the person next to you, you're going to do greater works. Greater works. Greater works. That's Jesus. He's not lying. That's true. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will stand forever. 
And so greater works, that's a pretty good deal. That's going to be fun. These things I've spoken to you while abiding with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. you got a teacher inside of you. Holy Spirit himself is in you. And he will bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. John 15, 26. When the helper comes whom I send from the Father, that is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me and you will testify also because you've been with me from the beginning. John 16, 7. I tell you the truth, it is to your... Now, you know, the disciples are standing there I mean, you got it. If you were standing there, you would be going, no. <laughs> you, all of your abandonment issues are rising up. Yeah, that's what my parents said. It's going to be better before they divorced, you know, and you're, all of your issues are rising up. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to go. It's going to be better, you know, and they're like, there, how, nope, how, there's just no way. Like, <laughs> how can it be better, Jesus? It is to your advantage. It's a, that's actually a business word. It's like, it's, it's to your profit. It, it's to your profit that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And so we have shifted from, okay, that would be great to have Jesus standing next to me and to watch him. That's incredible. But now... He's in me, <laughs> and he's on me, and he's through me. So it's to advantage, because he's going to manifest through me. I don't just watch him do it. He does it through me. It is to your advantage. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. He is really good at convicting. But let me just show you one thing about this conviction. He convicts concerning sin because who? They. Actually, conviction of sin is primarily for they, for people who don't know him. Now, I'll show you what he convicts us of. And concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer see me. So he convicts us of righteousness. Not that he never convicts us of sin, but I think there was, I kind of grew up, that was all Holy Spirit did. <laughs> well, it's just convict us of sin. But he convicts, he convicts them of sin and then convicts you of righteousness. And righteousness is now who you are. You've been made righteous. That he who knew no sin became sin in order that you might become the righteousness of God in him. And concerning judgment, because who? The ruler of this world has been judged. So Holy Spirit is convicting everybody else out there of sin. He's convicting you that you're righteous. And he's also convicting us that the devil has been judged. And that we have victory. All right. The fruit of the Spirit. Who's going to do these things? Can you do these things yourself? Is Holy Spirit good at these things? 
really good? Really in you? Yeah. There's more love in you. More love is going to come through you. Because somebody in you loves really well. More joy is going to come out of your life in 2024. There is more joy in there somewhere. I see it. <laughs> I know it's there. There's more peace in you. There's even patience in you. It does not come from you. It does not come from biting your tongue. It comes from Holy Spirit. And you have patience. You have kindness. You have goodness. You have faithfulness. You have gentleness. You have self-control. And there's no law against these things. This is that. That these things are in you. Bursting through you. Okay. So... Let's see if we can end this message. Ephesians 5.18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. And there's a comparison here. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Keep on being filled. Yeah, that'd be great. Keep on living drunk with the Holy Spirit. You've encountered, most of you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And let me, I want to just give us three keys. Three things that as we do them, they're like Holy Spirit gateways. And, and, and we're going to practice these together here. Ephesians 5.19. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. So, yes, these are things that we do after we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit is already in us. And as we do these things, we also welcome him to fill us again. And so there is a sound that when, when that sound is released, Holy Spirit begins to intoxicate you again. And that sound can happen in a lot of different ways. In fact, I want us to stand right now. We're going to make some sounds. There's all different kinds of ways that sound can come. It can be a, it can, it can be a psalm that you know, a, like a, more like a chorus. It can be a hymn, which is more, kind of often expresses something that's even more about a truth, a doctrine. It can be a spiritual song of the moment. But whatever it is, it's about singing and something that, that comes from your heart to the Lord. And so right now, I want us to practice together. I want you to make some kind of sound, whether it's a, you just hum a note or whether you speak in tongues or whether you sing a new song. I want us all around the room right now to speak and make a spiritual sound. Back. Yeah. 
and, and we'll be finished here in just a second. Da, da, da. Now, I want us all to give thanks. Always giving thanks. Thank you, Lord. Just speak it out. Speak it out. This is a Holy Spirit gateway. Holy Spirit loves Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And then finally, be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. This is so beautiful. We walk in healthy, submitted relationships. Holy Spirit is into that. When I hugged my friend, Roger Layton, who's one of the fathers of my life, when I hugged him today, I know Holy Spirit came on me. Because Holy Spirit loves submitted relationships. When we choose to walk together with the people of God, when we allow someone to speak life into you, when you submit your life to a friend, to someone else, and you live your life as an open book with them, I want to tell you, that is a Holy Spirit gateway. And what I love about what we've experienced this morning is we've experienced all three of these as the family of God. And so I want to, I want to encourage you, allow friends to speak into your life and be in awe. It says in, in the fear of Christ, be in awe of who Jesus is in other people. I want to ask our ministry teams to come forward. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the life and the power of Holy Spirit. And I bless you today that you go out from this place living in that, that you live in that time now. And I bless the sound, the song, the psalm, the spiritual song that is going to come through your life this week. I bless the thanksgiving that's going to flow. And I bless you in healthy, connected relationships in the family of God. And I bless you to overflow and continually live intoxicated with Holy Spirit. And I declare that you will see greater works, greater works than even Jesus did. It's what he said. And I bless you in it this week. I declare Holy Spirit is leaping over walls. He is convicting. He is moving in family members, neighbors, beyond what you would ever ask or imagine. And I thank you for it, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We've got some teams here who would love to pray for you. If you're here and you say, I've never been filled with the Holy Spirit come on up here let one of these pray for you or you need prayer for healing or freedom they're here to stand with you we bless you as you go in jesus name